Okay, welcome to the first ever Fast Horses and Slow Whiskey. This is Hunter Rankin, president of Sagamore Farm, Sagamore Racing. Um, lucky today and hopefully every day we do this little podcast to be joined by Brian Tracy, president of Sagamore Spirit. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thanks for having us. The inaugural show. This is exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. I feel very, very official. We've got um, got a got Johnny here. He's our producer. We've got all this equipment. I've even got the headphones on, as you do. Looks very, great. It's very nice. Very, very official. And uh, we're going to talk about a lot of fun stuff. Uh, we'll obviously cover some horse racing and uh, what we have going on here at the farm, and try to get some good guests on the show that. Um, May or may not be interested in horse racing or whiskey, but um, at least we'll uh, we'll talk about it with them. So, but want to give you guys at first a, a little background on on the farm and uh, what we have going on here right now, and then uh, also, of course, about uh, Sagamore Spirit and Sagamore Rye, which uh, just hit the market back in May, right, Brian? Yeah, at the Preakness. Yeah, Preakness. Yeah. So. Um, Obviously, uh, very closely tied in brand, we are here at Sagamore Farm to uh, Sagamore Spirit, and uh, but but Sagamore Farm was um, obviously originally started by Alfred Vanderbilt uh, in 1925, and uh, carried carried up through uh, the 80s, um, where it kind of uh, he sold off the farm and it fell into disrepair. And Kevin actually Kevin Plank actually purchased the farm and. 2007. So we're in our 10th year starting uh, this month, actually, Brian. What about that? That's amazing. Congratulations on it. That's a big, big it's accomplishment a big yeah, in this so business. We say it's a 10. It's the 10-year anniversary of Sagamore Racing. Uh, it's actually uh, it's a lot more than that for Sagamore Farm. Uh, we're I guess Sagamore Farm's up in the 90s, but um, uh, Sagamore Racing's 10 years old this month, and uh, we're very proud of that. And Obviously, proud of the accomplishments of the past ten years, and and hopefully we're going to build on those. And uh, we'll talk about some of the the future. Uh, obviously, with the the horses that just turned three that we have that we're excited about, and then also uh, the horses that just turned two on January first uh, that were yearlings last year that we're also excited about. So we'll give you a little background on those guys and. And, and talk about whiskey as well. Brian, why don't you uh, give us a little background on on how this brand, Sagamore Spirit, came about and, um, you know, what it means uh, to be associated with a with a horse farm, which is obviously very rare uh, in terms of what you're, you guys are doing. Uh, but talk a little bit about the idea, the genesis of it, and uh, how it came to be. Yeah, um, you know, we're really excited to be attached to the Sagamore Farm name. Uh, we feel like it's a real honor. There's so much tradition here. Um, we also feel whiskey and horses and horse racing go well together. Fast horses and slow whiskey. That's right. That's the name of the podcast. Yeah, again, that's <laughs> absolutely key. We love fast horses. We love uh, slow-aged whiskey. Um, and, you know, so, you know, Maryland does two things really well and has for a long time, and that's horse racing thanks to farms like Sagamore Farm. And uh, we had a great tradition and a great run uh, and a great heritage of making rye whiskey, uh, especially at the turn of the century going into Prohibition. Uh, Maryland was one of the leaders uh, for making whiskey. We had close to 50 distilleries in the state. Uh, Close to 20 of them were in downtown Baltimore. And I think the reasons uh, 
Maryland had such a great run at making whiskey was um, we had great climate um, and we had access to grains like rye. What does that mean? The climate it's got to be like it's got to be really hot and then really cold kind of deal. It's it's really ideal to have those the variables for aging the whiskey. You know, we want it as hot as in the summer as possible to kind of push out through the wood in the barrel and the char, and then as cold as possible in the in the uh, winter um, to bring it back out of the char and so you do that over uh, a few seasons and you really start getting the color and, and the flavors you desire in that whiskey and then probably the number one reason i think maryland you know did whiskey so well was its access to great uh, limestone spring water and uh it so happens that sagamore farm is built on several large springs of uh, limestone spring water so i'm going to interrupt you there brian there, there's a there's a beautiful little uh, stone house and you're probably just getting ready to talk about it, but there's a beautiful little stone house about six, seven hundred yards from where Brian and I currently sit. Um, but uh, it's a it's a little spring house, and it was used uh, originally to water the entire farm. Is that correct? Yeah, you know, it was, it was built originally in 1909 by a gentleman named Charles A. Councilman, who uh, was on the board of University of Maryland, got a grant uh, to study limestone. Uh, spring water and its effects on agriculture and uh, livestock like horses. And so uh, before even the Vanderbilts got here, that was put out there in, uh, in the, out there by your barns. And because, uh, I mean, high quality water like that is, is not common. Yeah. Um, and it, it can help in so many ways between agriculture. And they say it's one of the reasons you got fast horses out here. Yeah. I, I remember, you know, there's a, I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, Vanderbilt used to say, you know, that, that one of the reasons that his horses were so successful on the track was because of the water here at Sagamore Farm. And I don't know if he used to say that really, but um, we do say that. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, he he uh, he was quoted as saying that. And uh, obviously, the story for us uh, is so special because we're able to tie ourselves to something that's. Um, you know, not a not not a horse related at all um, in terms of the business, and uh, we're able to hopefully provide value to you guys and to the rest of the Sagamore businesses, which we'll we'll get into as we uh, as we go along in this podcast. But um, we we really feel like since we were the first uh, investment um, that Kevin had outside of uh, of Under Armour. That we are the home base and kind of the uh, the home team, if you will, or the uh, the, the home stadium of um, of Sagamore, and uh, being a, being so closely tied in brand to Sagamore Spirit is incredibly special, and it's our mission, uh, one of our missions, to uh, pr- build value uh, in your company and 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 make sure you all are successful. So it's been a great partnership. And uh, it's one of the main reasons why, um, you know, we're doing this podcast together. It's been a great friendship, too. So um, uh, we love it. We're very proud to be tied to the farm, yeah. um, you know. And uh, and so because you have this great water here, too, I mean, one of the things that we do um, that makes our product so unique is, you know, we distill two different rye mash bills um, and we blend them together to give us a really unique taste and profile. It's it's complex, and we think it it's a nod towards Maryland's tradition before us. Um, but then we proof everything going into the bottle with 100% of the spring water from your farm. And so we're always going to be connected. It's amazing. It's amazing. 
It's really exciting. It you know it really is. Uh, and actually the 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 most amazing thing is the the stuff is actually really good. And I don't even really like whiskey. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm sorry to hear that that you don't really like whiskey. But uh, yeah, it is great. It's great. You know. And I had a lot of friends. It was kind of funny when we first got into this business. People were like knew we were making whiskey, and they're like just kept saying oh god i hope it's good god i hope it's good because we're yeah. always gonna have to drink Sit around here drinking this paint thinner and then everybody keeps coming around like oh it's actually really it's actually good pretty good i really man. like it yeah. this is great and uh you know we've entered uh four spirit competitions since we launched at the preakness in 16 um and in less than seven months we won five medals so yeah. it's not just us it's well received um and so we're excited about it but you know uh we got to continue to make sure it stays consistent and uh, and the quality and the consumers love it as we push out into new markets. Well, yeah, and 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 notably too, the the distillery um, which is under construction now, almost almost complete, um, and you guys are moving into that home uh, here in the next few weeks. I know, yep. and, and probably not open to the public until maybe a few months after that. But um, talk a little bit about uh, that project and and where that is and and in relation to to here and 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 what that project means to you guys uh it's great you know i mean our hearts will always be here on the farm but it's nice to have our own home um where we can really uh bring in the consumers and the customers and and the fans of sagamore spirit and and folks that aren't maybe even familiar with it get a chance to um uh really see and experience uh what it what we do and what makes our product different and unique. So we've got a five-acre waterfront campus right along I-95 in downtown Baltimore, um, kind of Baltimore's um, front porch, if you will, as you're coming up. So great access to um, to as far as accessibility for people driving or coming into airports. Um, we look forward to opening up to the public in, well, we're not, I don't have a date yet, but we'll say late spring. Um, but people can come in and experience it um, and uh, meet the folks that make the whiskey, hear about what we do, how it's different, our connection here to the farm. Uh, we had a great group out of Louisville, Kentucky, help us create um, a world-class visitor experience. Uh, their name's Solid Light, fantastic group, um, and they do great experiential-type uh, development for consumers to come in and, and not just be a boring old tour, but be involved in a lot of interaction and very educational, uh, 100% transparency on what we do and a, a very authentic uh, experience while you're there. So we're really excited to get that open to the public. It's a beautiful campus. Uh, there will be a restaurant opening up uh, shortly after us so people can come and, and spend the day there and walk around uh, some other developments that will be coming in the years to come too around us. Yeah, it's very exciting, and I was involved uh, before I, I was here. I was involved in the Sagamore development uh, and that that project down there, which um, encompasses over 200 acres of essentially all waterfront property, and obviously whiskey sits right at the heart of, of it. And uh, it's a very very cool project, and people in Baltimore and and the surrounding area know the project well just from all the news around it. But uh, it's going to be amazing, and uh, new home for Under Armour too. So. Uh, very, very exciting. I wanted to tell you too, I sent a bottle of, um, your rye to, um, Steve Elkington. And I don't know if you know who Steve Elkington oh, yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. The elk, the elk. <laughs> so, uh, he's, he's, he lives in Texas now. Really, really good guy. You know, I said, Hey, look, if you like it, you know, say something about it on, on Twitter. He, he's got about 
seventy thousand followers, which I, I don't know anything about Twitter, but it seems like a lot of people to me. That's a, that's a big following. That's yeah. pretty good. And uh, and he, most of them, you know, he was a golfer uh, for his profession, but most of the people that follow him are, are whiskey fans. That's really what they they do. Oh, that's so he, so that's all he tweets about, really. If you follow him on on Twitter. So anyway, he tweeted he tweeted about it and said it had a nice citrus finish and all this stuff. But anyway, I thought it was very cool because he he actually he said you know he really enjoyed the product and and he's that guy you know he he loves he loves whiskey and he he tastes a lot of it so this must mean something. Yeah, I think you know that that does mean a lot. I mean that's uh, uh, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you doing that and we can't tell you how much we appreciate him uh, actually sending something out over Twitter for about it. It means a tremendous amount. Uh, and uh, but yeah, you know obviously he um, probably has a great palate. He enjoys a, a good whiskey. Yeah. Um, and guys like that also are very particular and uh, they'll tell you if they don't like it, which. Um, uh, it sounds like he enjoyed it, so that's really good to hear. Yeah, so um, so I'll, I'll I'll expect some some type of royalty um, with all the work <laughs> that I'm doing behind the scenes for Sagamore. I sold a couple new accounts in Kentucky, yeah, uh, restaurants that I attend when that's I'm there, great. Uh, and uh, and every time I go to uh, Total Wine or every time I went over the holidays when I was back in Kentucky, I bought them out of the stuff. So uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to push the stuff. We're following you around. I tell so. you what, I did see. I was watching. Uh, I was. I was. I was going around the whiskey section. I was looking for the for the stuff, and I was at Total Wine in, in Louisville, and I, you know, looking for the whiskey, looking for the whiskey, and it's actually got it's got great placement uh, there, and I should have taken a picture, but I didn't. So I I'm I'm coming back around the corner or whatever, and this guy is like looking at rye whiskeys, and he picks out Sagamore. Really? Yeah, he picks That's out Sagamore. So fun to watch that. Happen. Yeah, yeah. So, he, so he like actually bought the product, and so he's he's walking to the he's walking to the uh, to the you know whatever the cash register, and I I, I walk up to it, I said, sir, if you don't mind me asking, what, why why did you choose that bottle? And he's like, well, just a neat looking bottle, I guess. <laughs> it is a very unique. Uh, I'm yeah, glad so, you brought that up. So, um, our bottle is like no other bottle. Yeah. Um, it took about two years to design, um, and so it's it's what it is. Is we really kind of have an old meets new, um, and so we looked at some of the old uh, classic uh, Maryland rye whiskey bottles from late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, and one of them that jumped out was the Walters Rye bottle, and it was kind of six sided um, and embossed down the side saying Baltimore. And uh, and so we kind of we liked the looks of that. We thought that was pretty sleek and ahead of its time, probably. And and then you know, obviously here at the farm, the uh, your guys' logo, our guys' logo, we all share the three diamonds, yep. thanks to the Vanderbilt family. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up kind of taking this old looking whiskey bottle, taking the kind of diamond shape. Uh, a logo and putting the two of them together kind of this old meets new and uh, kind of uh, picked it up from there and we have this beautiful kind of diamond shaped almost six sided looking bottle uh, with all embossing down the side there's a lot of fun stuff going on it yeah. and uh, so we do get a lot of compliments on it um, 
uh, and everyone will always compliment saying, you have the most beautiful bottle in the world, uh, but good luck labeling it. <laughs> and we have managed to label it. It's, uh, it's all done by hand. Uh, so we're not highly automated. And uh, you know, I have labeled a couple of those bottles. You have. And you did a great job. No. Uh, I think you were more of a corker. I was a corker. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was actually an expert corker. Yeah. Uh, it's, it actually, the, the bottle is pretty cool. It has, a, has real cork you know, in it. And uh, I was on the cork little the air cork machine. I don't yeah. know what the hell you call that thing. But uh yeah. I mean you did good. Uh there's probably a little room for improvement. But like <laughs> I also don't think you you know, you'd probably say the same thing about me if I was mucking a stall. Yeah, a hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. So but we appreciate the help. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I actually did some bottling. It was it was a lot of fun. We actually uh a few of our farm team went down there and, and bottled a couple times it's so. fun team building yeah uh, it's a great experience and uh you know people always wonder how it gets done especially when you look at a bottle with that kind of design yeah it's, so. it's all by hand i was i was amazed um you know obviously you got the the fillers and all that kind of stuff but there's probably you know eight different points where a human hand touches the, oh, the yeah. bottle so it's pretty neat it gets inspected three different times throughout the process before yeah. it finally gets dropped into the case um, so it's really important to us that when it goes it's out, it looks amazing. It's great, and, and like I said, we're 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 happy to have you, and, and happy uh, to be be so closely tied to you guys as well. So yeah, same here. So uh, what'd you do over the holidays? I was down, I was down in um, in Florida. Uh, lucky you. Yeah, lucky me. Uh, we've got uh, twenty or so uh, uh, horses down there in training. If you uh, and then another another 20 or so up in Ocala, but the 20 that I'm, that I was seeing over the holidays, uh, down at Palm Meadows, which is a training center down in just kind of South west of Palm beach and a beautiful place. Actually, if you've never, never been, I have there. not. Yeah. Well, you're getting ready to open Florida, right? You we should, are. I'll should. put it on my to-do list. Yeah, I was going to say head, head on down there, but so we, we, I went down and was there, you know, most mornings, um, with Horacio DePaz, who's our, our, our trainer, um, and his team and uh the the horses look amazing down there um if you cared I, uh, I did yeah and uh for the four people or so that are listening um they look great <laughs> <laughs> but um no so uh was down there with uh some of our our future uh hopefully stars um but recruiting ready who has been uh, the, the farms kind of battle cry, the farms kind of horse. Uh, we have a, we have a saying here at the farm or a, a mantra, I guess, that we kind of live by, but it is, it is recruiting ready. And that just means that, that when you show up here at Sagamore farm, the, uh, the place, uh, should look the same every day. It should be, it should be recruiting ready for, uh, Under Armour to be, bring a, uh, a, a special, guest athlete uh whether it be a coach an athlete a a a partner uh or you guys bringing you know the our whiskey thieves program we love these brand ambassadors these whiskey thieves um and and i'll tell you what they love coming out here yeah and 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 too we did uh we did that event with the um those uh distributors up in somewhere yep new jersey new jersey so um anyway but the farm really should show itself well and john Passero and his guys uh chris and this guy they, they do an amazing they kill it yeah they do an great. amazing job so we we did this thing I, I had this guy up here his name's ken mack and he was in coaching for a long time and he came up to see me um he works at university of north carolina now and he was through the town so he came to the farm 
And he said, man, Hunter, this place, he said, this is, this is recruiting ready. Mm. And I said, mm-hmm. so what do you, what do you mean by that, Ken? And he said, well, you know, it just, he's like, when I was in coaching, you know, we would say, you know, we got a big, big visit weekend with all these guys coming in town. This place, the campus needs to be recruiting ready, like not a blade of grass out of place. Yeah, I mean, you got to leave be, a lasting impression on these people. They've got to want to be here they when they leave. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he's like, this, he's like, this place is recruiting ready. And I was like, well, we're going to use that. So yeah. first thing we did was, you know, we got these T-shirts printed up, say recruiting ready on one sleeve and Ray Clutando, Listo on the other because uh, we have some Spanish-speaking guys uh, as well. And but uh, they've really adopted this this mantra and and taken it to heart. And so we were naming horses last year. I think you were, you were there. Yeah, we were, did the naming, absolutely. We did the naming party, and um, we name horses a little differently around here. We you know do kind of a party and we parade the horses around and we decide which one fits which name and you know drink a bunch of Sagamore Rye. That's right. That helps the yeah, that helps the creative so, juices flow. He does. So uh, anyway, so. Kevin says there has to be a recruiting ready, so we chose this one horse. How did you choose this horse? How, why did this horse get that name? Well, I, I, you know, I don't really know. We bought we bought this horse out of a two year old sale, and he was a. Um, we knew he was. A, we thought he was a nice horse. Obviously, or we wouldn't have bought him. But um, I, I don't know. It just seemed to. We were kind of waiting on the one horse to name recruiting ready. He he didn't get named. If you recall, he didn't get named at the naming party. He got named after. Yep. But. Um, so we bought him in the spring, and and then I guess I don't really know how it happened, but anyway, we named him Recruiting Ready. Um, you know, he wins his maiden race by eleven or something, and Edgar Prado, who rode him, he never moved on him. I mean, he didn't face much, but um, he ran really, really, really well. And so we're thinking, oh, he's going to be a really good horse, you know. <laughs> so then we take him down to Churchill Downs, and. He opens up like six lengths top of the lane, and he gets caught by Classic Empire. Who Classic Empire? You probably don't know this, but Classic Empire ended up being the two-year-old champion. Oh, okay. So no, he, I didn't know that. He ran him down at the la- in the last couple jumps at Churchill. Mm. Um, so he got beat a length there, and then we took him to Saratoga, and he was going six and a half furlongs up there and you're familiar with saratoga you go, oh yeah you go up there a lot big fan yep so uh he opens up six lengths again <laughs> and here comes this other horse gunavera runs him down they beat the rest of the field by 14 and i'm thinking and kevin kevin was there so that was that was exciting for me <laughs> yeah yeah i'm looking around saying yeah looking for a job yeah <laughs> so <laughs> but um so anyway he gets run down there. Gunavera ends up being a really, really good horse. I think in the Derby futures, Gunavera is like second or third choice behind mm. Classic Empire. Really? So those are the two horses that beat him. Okay. So then we run him. Um, then we run him. Uh, we take him back to Churchill. We say, oh, we're going to run him long. <laughs> Go mile and 16th at Churchill. Take him back to Churchill. Well, he catches a sloppy track there, finishes third. Horse that beats him, horse called Not This Time, who uh Dale Romans had um and he finished second the, he he and Classic Empire finished an easy 1-2 in the Breeders' Cup and uh really this horse was a really really good horse and he something happened to him I think he 
he got the soft tissue injury or something. But he's he's retired. He's been retired. But he was very, very talented, and he beat us there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're saying, golly, we got beat by three really good horses. And those were, at one time, those three and another horse called Mastery, uh, who's, a, who's a West Coast horse, were the four kind of. But at the time, did you know they were really good horses? We were kind of looking around saying, golly, <laughs> maybe our horse isn't that good, you know? <laughs> and and then, so then we took him down to Florida, and, and he, after he, he, we gave him a little break after the last race. Took him down to Florida, and he, it, we, run, we ran him three quarters, three, six furlongs, um, and, uh, and he got beat again in the, in the mud. And he seems to resent the mud. Um, and so, but he's training, uh, he's just trained so good. I, I just can't believe he he's not going to show himself you know eventually because he's he's really really talented he's been such a frustrating horse because of his natural ability you know it's it's very difficult they they just prove you wrong so many times you know it's such an inexact science yeah but you still got a a gut feeling about this i do yeah yeah so you if you believe follow it right no yeah he he's a really good horse i don't know how you guys do it out of the farm i mean uh, we have sales. So like we know if we hit sales numbers, <laughs> yeah. we did our job. Yeah. Like how do you know you do your job out here? Uh, it's very, it's a very good question. I think, you know, we have goals just like you guys do uh, in terms of revenue for the farm. And, and, and this place, as you know, is, is a lot of upkeep. Um, and it's very difficult to make money, especially when you own, when you own the farm, you mm-hmm. know, the farm is what, takes all it's a it's just a huge investment just to keep the the place up especially the way we like to keep it up right but uh yeah we have goals just i mean just like you do for for um in terms of budgeted goals for for revenue on the track revenue through auction right um but i think uh sometimes you know i think i think sometimes you can you can be successful without having measured success. I was I was wondering because I mean to me I mean it seems like uh, from an outsider who knows yeah. not much about horse racing at all, um, or if nothing at all, um, if you really measured every day by wins and losses, it, it'd be a lot of long days. And so I I got to imagine you got to get past that quickly. Or I mean, I, how do you do that? Well, I like we had a couple horses run this weekend that I thought we were going to really run well, and one of them did run while she ran third she just got beat you know and you you can't get i i, I get so down when they lose you know i mean i i, I can't <laughs> not good. i can't stand it no but but it, it makes the wins really fun you know and if you can't enjoy the winning then you shouldn't be in the game because it just doesn't only happens if you're in the hall of fame you win you know 25 percent of the time that's know, the as, hall as of fame a, as a trainer ratio. you know yeah so I mean, you got to run a lot of horses, obviously, but um, but I think I think it's it's very very difficult to measure success, like you say, in wins and losses. Now, look, yeah. we make no bones about it. We want to win at the highest level. You know, we want to win. I mean, Kevin wants to win the Triple Crown. There's no there's no bigger goal. Why else than do that. you get in this if you don't want to win the Triple Crown? Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no problem. Easy. <laughs> uh, but I think I think we've got. We've got a lot, you know. We've got a lot going for us, and um, you know, we've got a very supportive owner, obviously, and Kevin. Um, and and I think this farm is very, very unique in terms of how we use it. You know, we get value 
um, out of, or we get value for Under Armour. We get value for the other Sagamore uh, businesses, whether it be you guys, Sagamore Development, Sagamore Ventures, Sagamore Creative, all the mm-hmm. all the other all the other businesses that are associated with us. So, um, you know, I think we're hopefully uh, creating. If it's more of a marketing expense than it is uh, just a check going out the door, then I think you know we feel better about it. So, one of our main goals is just to be able to use this farm as much as we can. Um, you know, to to help you guys, to help Under Armour, to help yeah. all the other the family of businesses. So let me circle back, if I could, back to recruiting ready. Yeah. So, uh, what's the plans for recruiting ready in 2017? <laughs> I'd love to run the Preakness. Yeah. Yeah. The actual stakes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I Kevin wants to run him in the Derby. He said, I don't, care if he's, I don't care if he's in the lead for a quarter of a mile. I just want to know what it feels like. <laughs> uh, how do you decide if they're ready for these these big races? Well, I mean, how do you know they, that? They'll let, like, you, they'll let you know. You know, And, and we got a great guy um, down at Palm Meadows. Uh, I talked about him a little bit, but Horacio DePaz came up through Todd Pletcher's program, and then he was under Ignacio uh, here at the farm for uh, four or five years. But this guy, uh, we... We're making a we're doing it so much differently than than ninety nine percent of other operations. You know, we're we are um betting on a young guy who um is a really, really good horseman and is gonna be really, really successful in this business. Quite frankly, it's what Kevin's always wanted to do is to have, you know, us control pretty much uh, you know, everything that we race. And uh, you know, we've got a couple out there, Miss Temple City and couple others that are that are doing very well on the track and we're proud of those um as well but but i think we would be uh even more proud if we could develop a young guy in this business to be really successful uh and and to watch a guy like horacio learn and grow under the sagamore uh flag which would be Really, really rewarding for yeah, us. I've met him a few times, and he's an absolute gentleman, yep. and uh, very humble, and and just a pleasure to talk to. Yeah, we'll get him on the on the show. Ah, uh, you should. I love how we call it the show. The show. It is the, the, the show. show. It's, it's fa- our only one, so it's fa- the show. Fast horses, slow whiskey. That's right. Fast horses, slow whiskey. And this this segment is brought to you by Sagamore Spirit. Uh, thank you, Sagamore Spirit, Sagamore Rye. What is your little tagline? So you could savor uh, authentic uh, whiskey, authentic uh, authentic Maryland, authentic whiskey, authentic Maryland, authentic whiskey. I like it. Yep, it's cool. And so you can meet, uh, read more about us at sagamorespirit.com and and follow us on Twitter at Sagamore Spirit. And uh, yeah, and we're at Sagamore Racing. That's great. And then uh, the other thing we have going down in in Florida, uh, we've got you know twenty. Or so, uh, horses that have just turned two on January 1st. All horses' birthdays are on January 1st. I don't know if you knew that. I, I did know that one little thing. Yeah. But uh, so but th- those just learned it not long ago. Yeah, yeah. Those horses are all at um, Ocala Stud. Uh, and actually, we're going to talk to, in the next show, I think we're going to talk to David O'Farrell from Ocala Stud. That's kind of a legendary place, right? It's legendary. Uh, yeah, they were the first... Uh, actually, the guy, Michael Farrell, David's dad, went down there a long time ago. He was from Westminster, Maryland. Oh, no way. Yeah. And uh, and he, he went down there with his dad. They were the first kind of horse farm or horse operations, one of the first, in Ocala. Hmm. 
and uh you know they've been there forever they do things the right way like it's one of those places you go you would love it because you it's one of those places you go and it's like nothing fancy no frills (laughs) like it's it is it's pure horsemanship that's cool these guys are awesome real working farm. totally and they've got a they've got a stallion operation they've got um probably eight or nine stallions i'll ask david but yeah it's 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 really uh really really a cool place that's great that's great. So but, you got a great relationship with those guys? Oh yeah, yeah. They are partners in the in the true sense of the word. You know, they're oh, kind fantastic. of part of the family. That's um, great. David comes up here. He David's about our age, maybe he's probably between me and you. But um, he's a really, really, really good guy. Really smart guy. Uh, he's on the board of the Breeders' Cup. He's you know he's kind of a young one of the young guys in the game that's really you know going to be really successful. Wow, that's great. That's so, great. So we're excited about that. Um, but we've got twenty or so down there that could be like the you know the next recruiting ready. Hopefully, better than recruiting ready because he's he's been so disappointing sometimes. Oh, <laughs> don't say that. He might hear it. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want them to hear that talk. You got to be positive around these guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, do you talk positively to the horses to get them excited? Do you talk I, you to know, them before? I'm a firm believer in happy people, happy horses. Yeah, I think if you're, I think if you, I think if you can develop a team that's really, really happy and and comes to work every day. Uh, with the right attitude, I don't know. It's got to rub off on the horses, right? Uh, I do. I do believe animals sense positivity. I do too, and so that's great. And and even if they don't, what does it hurt? It can't hurt. It can't hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Right? That even made Johnny laugh. That's yeah, great, Johnny, the producer. Yeah, it's not easy to make him laugh. No, it's not. he hasn't laughed once. We yet. noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> that of the show's not that great. Yeah. We're working on it though, folks. Uh, so anyway. Um, but we'll get into all that stuff, uh, you know, this throughout the whole year. We're going to do, I think, 20, 24 of these. So we're going to do 24, quote-unquote, episodes. And uh, we'll have a guest each time. Yep. Ho- hopefully, if we, can find, uh, if we can find a guest that likes us enough to come on. I will tell you, Sean McDonough, uh, the voice of Monday Night Football, I talked to him last night. He's going to come on the show. Oh, that'd probably, be exciting. Probably next month. Oh, that's really exciting. So we'll be able to recap the super bowl i'd really like to get him on and and i think he would enjoy that and we would enjoy it we'd love to hear he his knows take no- on the uh football he knows nothing about horses oh that's great he and i get along great but he but he came to preakness this year he knows the, the preakness is fun he does know the preakness it's is fun. a good a good race a fun party and he gets to work with john gruden every day every day oh that's pretty cool yeah it's pretty neat uh are we getting excited about the uh, triple crown season i feel like it's already at our doorstep yeah, for I some mean, reason i don't it, know why it is and uh, and Shoot, it'll be, it'll be, I mean, it'll be April before you know it, March, April, and that's when all those big derby preps are, so. Yeah. uh, It's pretty exciting. It's really exciting. The Pegasus is coming up. Have you heard about this $12 million race? I have heard about it. uh, It's been tough to get a lot of information on it. There's one horse right now, his name is Gunrunner, he's, um. There's a herp- herpes quarantine going on down in. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you could have seen uh, the look Brian just gave me. Uh, how, how, much, uh, how are we doing on time, Johnny? What, do we have time to get into the herpes have quarantine? Time? Should we end it with the herpes I, I, quarantine? I think, we'll, I think we'll save the herpes quarantine for next time. Yeah, I think it'd be good. Uh, so anyway, um, we'll get into that much, much more. Uh, we'll talk about. We'll talk obviously to David O'Farrell. We'll talk to. Uh, talk to Brian again, and then we'll um, get into more of the horses, more of the whiskey, and I don't know, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, and I mean, if there's some uh, listeners out there, uh, besides my mom, 
and that could, you know, my mom is excited. Kind of this. shoot back at us uh, at our social media handles, you know, yeah. tell us their feedback or or what they'd like to hear on some of these shows. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, we'll come through, <laughs> even if we don't know. <laughs> all right. No, well, thank exciting. you so thank you so much, Brian. Thank Thanks you so much us. to all the four or five listeners out there and. Um, this is Fast Horses, Slow Whiskey. You can follow us again at Sagamore Racing, at Sagamore Spirit on uh, Twitter and Instagram, right? Yep. And uh, and I think we have other other social media platforms, maybe on fa- Facebook, but I'm not I'm, I'm not on that. So, but I think you can search us Sagamore Racing, Sagamore Spirit. We're all over it. We're all over that whole deal. Yep. Um, again, thank you so much. This is uh, Hunter Rankin, uh, president of Sagamore Farm. Again, thank you to Brian Tracy president of Sagamore Spirit. Uh, We appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will see you guys next time. Fast Horses, Slow Whiskey.